Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. It's time for that Davis show with no technical difficulties. We are streaming. We're streaming clean right now. We're clean. We're burning Wait, clean fuel. I'm your host, Kenneth Davis, and you know the executive producer right there. It is my man, Ryan Bukovsky. Follow me at That's Davis. Follow Ryan at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1. And also make sure you check out Flipping Friends. We post that when my computer, when not my computer, yeah, my computer is acting accordingly. Uh, definitely got a lot of stuff we got to jump into today. Uh, we got a little bit about the QB situations in the NFL. Uh, Allen Robinson being franchise tagged by the Bears and Bobby Massey's option not being picked up. Uh, the rumblings about Kyle Long's return. And we got some stuff in uh, up for grabs as far as March Madness, uh, Les Miles and spring training. Also, a little bit of the All-Star game. Let me not forget to talk a little bit about one of the better All-Star games I've seen uh, in a long time. And I mean, of course, competitive wise, no, but it was entertaining. They were having fun. And I.E., I had fun watching them have as much fun. Ryan, how have you been doing, man? It's been a second since I've talked to you. Uh, can't really complain. Doing fine. Working, grinding in my other job. But other than that, really no complaints. Hey, how is my sound quality? How do I sound? You sound good. You got the ear wireless earbuds, huh? Yeah, but I also have this oh so you were given one okay no 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 i wasn't given anything but <laughs> that was purchased by davis what <laughs> all right yeah. don't need to get me started on that so anyway <laughs> i want to go off top off top all right off top one for today is remote learning uh me and ryan had a show meeting this morning and it was funny because I'm sitting there with my daughter. Tuesdays mornings are usually the day that I sit there with her. She has class from uh, nine to about almost 11. And I'm um, sitting there and the teacher, he's not having a good day. Like the, the new teacher. I'm going to tell you, let me, let, let me write it back. Her teacher left uh, and the assistant teacher she, or the she had enough. Oh, no, she wasn't. When, as soon as now she may have been ready to go anyway when she got this job. But when they announced that they were going back to school, she was out of there. She was not going to be in class alone with these kids. She didn't even go back the first week. She went back the week later. And then she was only there for like a week and a half before she got a job. To, uh, she still works for CPS, but she's not teaching in CPS. She works at like downtown or I don't, she may still work remote, but she was out. She These little kids hung up her, her ruler sick. and didn't want to come back to it. It dipped. And uh, the funny thing is after keeps talking about perhaps the new teacher got sick because they do the, the her, her, her male teacher. He does his things with these little hand puppets. He did one last week about the kids knowing when they don't feel well. Basically, if you guys got the Rona, you should know so you don't bring it to school with you. And Ashton's like, I think, you know, they're trying to warn out somebody got sick because that's why he's doing the hand puppets thing or whatever. So the teacher wasn't there today and he wasn't having a good day. And I mean, he's a he's a good man. I will say that about him. He's a he's a pretty good dude. Is this accurate for this dude? 
I was doing this for, uh, <laughs> but this is even more like the teacher than anything. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's pretty. Listen, he definitely hit that bottle. He's hitting that bottle right now in a responsible way. Like I say, good, good cat. So from uh, Poppins down to the lonely wench running the orphanage of little Annie. <laughs> good cat, good cat, Sox fan. Uh, one after told me yesterday, one of the little boys had a, a cub sticker on, and he's like, "We don't wear that up in here." Kelsey, Kelsey, you see what he got on? Because he knows that I'm a Sox guy and that we're Sox fans or whatever, right? And just told this little boy that he shouldn't be putting a Cubs <laughs> bandaid on his boo boo. So. Anyway, so today, Wait, hold on, uh, with that teacher, is this accurate? This is what it's starting to feel like with that teacher that left. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I got to come back to school. He said where I live. <laughs> so, so um, today, today, right? We're sitting there, and um, it's taking a long time. Um, and the teacher, it's been hard with uh, some kids being in class and some kids being at home. Like, for instance, Kenton's class, so far, only one student has went back in school for Kenton's class so far, right? So predominantly, it's easier to teach the remote kids. Plus, Kenton gets basically a whole day out of school. He gets out or whatever, but he's, for the most part, he's in school outside of breaks from uh, 845 to 3340. You know what I'm saying? But Kelsey, only on Tuesday, she goes back in for uh, Spanish on Tuesdays. So anyway, so the teacher is doing having the kids. They have to write out their names and then they have to introduce themselves in class and uh, spell their names out and everything. Right. So he asks this young man, he calls him. He says, young man, I'm not going to say the young man's name. Young man, young man. And the kids are <laughs> like, huh? And the kid has a mask on because the kid is at a daycare. He's remote, but he's at a daycare, right? And the kid's like, and you already know the teacher's been in a bad mood. So the kid, he says, you hear me? Something, something. And teacher goes, man, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm sitting here, I'm talking to you or something, and you talking like that? And whoever is at the daycare. Wait, does he turn into the the old teacher in the Kanye graduation album? Or no, was it uh, uh, College Dropout? Yes, for sure, for sure, (laughs) right? So the the, the 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 woman who is uh, I would think is running the daycare, she tells you how much she's like, say you sorry, say you sorry, right? And he the kids like, uh, she's like, pull your mask down. So he pulls his mask down. She's like, say you sorry. He's like, sorry. She's like, say it. He says sorry. So the teacher's like, thank you. Some some. He's like, and turn your mic off. So he doesn't even let the kid do what his assignment was, right? <laughs> Wait, did the kid graduate and start a nine to five at some corporate <laughs> job in America? What's happening right now? Say you're sorry. Say That's a rip. You're so doing a verbal a, warning. It, it, then, then this is the last kicker for remote learning. So yesterday was it yesterday? I'm sitting there and um, I'm watching. We're in class, and one of the kids they usually have to say how they feel. One of the kids is like, "Man, I'm I'm angry, right? I'm angry." And at the end of it, he because he wasn't he wasn't doing an assignment or whatever, his pop his pops had to come in to help him, and uh, the kid then goes into why he's sad. He's like, "I'm happy, but I'm sad. I'm sad because I wasn't here for mommy's birthday, and she had this big party with a lot of people here." <laughs> 
Like Shotty just dropping the, just the news that she is not following Rona rules whatsoever. And then there was this white powder out on the table. <laughs> All on the table, right? And it disappeared. The crazy thing is the powder was magical. I'm joking. This did not happen. This young man. They punched the mirror for some reason and put the powder on top. I don't know why. <laughs> He's in a very, he comes from a very good family. But yeah, I, I love to give a few updates as far as remote learning. Uh, it has definitely been a trial uh, for any parents out there doing it i would say this you just have to put in the extra time especially if they're younger kids even if they're not younger kids because your kids may not be doing what they should be doing even if they're they're doing what they should be doing you got to put in some time but you got to put in your own time and uh, do some uh some 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 homeschooling with these kids so i definitely want to kick off with that one but also we got some news all right um for anybody that doesn't know, which a lot of you guys may not know, because I don't really put a lot of stuff out as far as me. I'm, I'm kind of um, I'm reserved. I'm a, I'm a reserved introvert. extrovert. I'm a, I'm a, I forget what it's called when you're both. I forgot the name. I forget the name of it. There is a name for both. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an introvert and an extrovert. You know what I'm saying? When the cameras and lights are on, I can play Ken the Davis. game. Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So anyway, I usually don't just post a lot of stuff um, outside of the show. You know what I'm saying? It's that's pertaining to me. Uh, so some people, it's funny. I got a um, a message from a, a guy that I told you I wanted on this show a while back, Phil Ocean, uh, who has this um, uh, Tape Never Lies Network podcast. <laughs> that actually has like he's going to drop an episode with David Kaplan uh, coming out tomorrow or today rather. And uh, we we're going back and forth because I, I finally posted it on. Facebook. So nobody kind of know, depending on what platform you follow me on. But anyway, what I'm getting to is I'm the new host of the under under center podcast uh, for uh, NBC uh, Sports Chicago. You know, I'm well, lucky damn. <laughs> presented by St. Xavier. Now, mind you, Ryan, I have to I, luck, luckily Eric Strobel spent some time with me the other day to make sure when we were done with the podcast, he was like, uh, it's Xavier, uh, not Xavier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Professor I said, have to, but I mean, look at it. But <laughs> I mean, so Xavier presented by St. Xavier University. Uh, but yeah, um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Tony uh, is a high ranking member of, of, of running podcasts at NBC uh, Sports Chicago. And he mentioned me uh, to Michael Allardyce and Michael Allardyce gave me the opportunity. So definitely shout out to uh, one of my closer friends, my little brother, big brother, depending on what's going on, uh, Tony Gill. Uh, um, and definitely want to shout out also to my former co-host, uh, Demaz, uh, Sid, uh, and Kyle, um, everybody like at the score, uh, you, a lot of people have reached out to me, um, from hosts at the score, like Danny Parkins hit me up yesterday. Uh, the first person when the thing came out that, uh, retweeted it was Jason Goff, um, Layla, just a lot of people, a lot of score producers, a lot of people that uh, kind of... T- <laughs> You need to you need to pitch that crossover Bulls Bears episode with Jason Goff. All right. Uh, hopefully, I, I hope I hope I'm sure at one time we will get to be on a, a podcast together. And I mean, I'll I'm give sure, NBC I mean, that one for free. And I mean, to be honest with you, um, Jason's a cool enough. Guy. I haven't had the opportunity to spend enough time with him as I've had a little bit more with uh, Jay Hood and with Lawrence. 
Um, but Jason's always been super cool. And I mean, he would really come on here. I just, again, with me sometimes, I kind of feel like it's cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, hey, I can pull this one out on your WAP. And you're not supposed to think like that. But it's, uh, as, as Ryan just said, Kenneth Davis, complicated. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew I was going to get you laughing. You needed this, right? <laughs> you needed a good time. You needed a good time. So, yeah. We all do. We, uh, there, there, we dropped another episode last night, uh, which originally is initially t- today, but yeah, just to, to make sure this is, is set up right when you're listening to this uh, Wednesday. We dropped a show last night uh, about. Wait, is that two episodes? Yeah, we did. A sh- I was going to say we, we did an episode today. Oh, man. I'm an episode behind now. Yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm just I got to listen to that second one. Uh, so yeah, uh, we talked about we talked about some subjects that we're going to talk about here. You know what I'm saying? And that matter of fact, you know, it's enough. We, we'll get more into under the center as as time goes on, and hopefully the rapport grows. I'm lucky enough to be, be I'm lucky enough to be on there with um, Adam Hoke, you know, uh, Eric Strobel. Um, uh, Alex Shapiro, uh, v- video editor. Uh, we have uh, Brad Fossler, and of course, as I mentioned, Tony. And again, Michael Allardyce, uh, you know, is giving me this opportunity. We'll see. You know, I got to prove and make sure that I can hold it down. I got to start working a little bit more Ken in there, but I'm trying to get used to it. Because I like the Ken you were interjecting to begin with. That was some good stuff in there. Okay, I, I'll keep that. But I know that's what Tony wants, right? Oh, um, but it's it. still. The format, like, because Tony had to text me because I kept resetting. He's like, this isn't radio, right? And so in my head, <laughs> I'm in a radio head, right? I'm in You're a radio head space. The score. Yeah, so I'm like, I saw, that's like what if you, if you see the initial, if you see the video on YouTube from the first ep- episode that I'm on, uh, right before we did the show, I'm like, wait, how, what, 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 wait, how am I, how am I going to do this? And actually Adam Hogue suggested that they put that, they right, that they use it. Tony was going, said he was probably going to, or Brad did, but, uh, Adam Hogue said that, you know what I'm saying? That, you know what I'm saying? And, and also that was she, Tony creation right there. Nah, well, he, he may have still done it, but shout out to Hogue for doing it. And, you know, shout out to Hogue and his podcast with, uh, with John's over at the athletic. Make sure you check that out. We not hating no podcast over here. There's no reason to be hating on anybody's podcast. Uh, but yeah, all those guys uh, um, have been welcoming and I definitely appreciate them being as welcoming and uh, taking time with me, you know what I'm saying, as I grow in that format and become more refined. And then one thing that, that Strobel said, and you know, I always say it too, it's all about reps. Without reps, I wouldn't even feel confident stepping into that space, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm not as nervous as I, I've been in past when I step on to another, uh, another stage, you know what I'm saying, to take another step. I remember like my first uh, time like hosting on the score, I can I can remember being nervous. You know what I'm saying? Sure. My first times going on different television shows, um, but I stopped. I stopped. I will say that I, I stopped and realized, dude, this is this is what you've been doing. This is what you do. So it's I mean, it's no worries. I feel I think in a couple of weeks, um, the rhythm will be even better. You know what I'm saying? And you know, as I learn well, them and they learn me, go ahead. You said it with the the reps. I think. You did a great job interjecting the Ken that we're used to right here on our computer. But the rest of the crew, I don't think, is used to that Ken. And once they get those reps, I think it's going to be that flow and rhythm that you're talking about. I think so, too, Ron. You know, so, yeah, that's what we're doing over there uh, with NBC Sports Chicago. And uh, we look forward to doing it for a long time. Um, And hopefully I definitely make those people proud. 
And um, we continue to blow here. You know what I'm saying? With, with too, bad, uh, too bad the Bears are boring. Got nothing to cover over there. Yeah, but that kind of makes that kind of always makes facetious. That was a facetious comment. <laughs> Interject yeah. facetious button. But yeah, yeah. Uh, also still going along uh, to dip over into a little bit of football. Um, and now we don't have to spend too much time on it. Make sure if you want to uh, get a little bit of discussion on what's going on with some of the quarterback situations in the field to go check out the Under Center podcast presented by St. Xavier University. Um, <laughs> um, but you, let, me, let me ask you this, Ryan, because we don't have to stay on it too long. How much is too much for Russell Wilson? Uh, I think I would have to agree with the panel when they were talking about it. I am, ugh, I guess because the limit is three first round picks, that's all you can give up. And because of that limit, I feel like there's not too much you can give for Russell Wilson. Mm. I get, I guess, you know, if you trade for Russell and you give away a bunch of assets and draft capital, it's going to be really hard putting a team around him, even though his contract isn't outrageous like some of the other top quarterbacks in the league. He's getting paid a decent amount for as good of a player as he is. He could certainly be making a lot more money. Uh, but man, it, it just, when you don't have that guy, you're really just stuck when you don't have that quarterback, there's just not much you can do. And especially the bears division, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And if the Vikings or the lions figure out something at the quarterback position, I mean, you're still just stuck in neutral really. Cause you can't get to where you want to be as a Super Bowl contender or champion if you don't have that quarterback in today's NFL. So mm-hmm. if you got to give up a ton for Russell, and another thing too is he's only 32, you would think he's got at least five really good years of football still left in him. You have pieces around your team that you're not barren. In this situation, I don't think there is a price that's too much for mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Mm. And and then on top of that, we got the Dak Prescott uh, news. He finally got paid. Jer- Jerry Jones finally cracked open that wallet and it made Dak Prescott the second highest paid player in the NFL. He got one hundred and sixty million dollars. Uh, what is it like? One twenty something, one thirty something guaranteed. Almost one twenty five. Yeah. So almost almost one thirty guaranteed. Guaranteed, and this is after a horrific compound fracture. Um, definitely shout out to Dak for getting his bread. Um, man, it, I, I have to be honest. I I had to I've been thinking about about holding that bread back if I was Jerry. I mean, you had to do. I mean, especially after he broke his leg, and and, and again, uh, clearly he's healing fine. I don't know if there's a lot of soft tissue injuries to go along with that break. That would probably be one of the concerns because if it's just a bone, um, clearly, and I know he had to have other surgeries, but clearly there doesn't hasn't hasn't been an infection because when you get a compound fracture, you're always afraid of infection and stuff like that. So uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an Alex Smith type of situation and Dak should be pretty much ready for camp. So definitely shout out to Dak for finally getting it. Jerry should have just done this earlier so he wouldn't have to pay as much as he has to pay. But what I think Dak is only 22, uh, 22 million cap hit for this upcoming season. So they're still uh, going to be fluid as far as that cap and be able to do a lot of different things as far as uh, signing some of the other players on that team and the rookies. Um, what, are you, what were your thoughts when you found out that Dak finally got paid and how much that, that new contract is worth, Ryan? As far as the guarantee part. I, I guess... It's a good contract. I didn't do too much deep dive. It seemed low to me. 
just because he wanted that fifth year and he got four years, 125. That's a good amount. I'm not trying to say it's a bad amount, but it's, it just, it's really the six, though. Seem low. It's six. It's two voidable years at the end of it. So they can move the money around. So it's four years, like you're saying, but they can th- they can throw the money to the back. But you know what I'm saying? But I mean, man, that seems like a lot. Dog, he he's he reset the market that any new quarterback basically easily gets paid 40 million dollars a year. Now, again, that depends on signing bonuses. But you get what we mean that year. He's basically averaging 40 million dollars. I mean, that contract, he's averaging 40 million dollars mm-hmm. uh, throughout it. Um, so listen, I mean, again. I had Dak as my fancy quarterback, and I'm not the Cowboys guy. I was a triplets person as far as uh, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, and Troy Aikman. I was a triplets person, but I've never liked the fact they call themselves America's team, and they've been basically below average since the triplets for the most part. Um, But with Dak, I like Dak. But, uh, you know, he's got a couple comments that maybe didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, don't finish that. <laughs> but uh, still, still, um, I, I I chose him as my fantasy quarterback last year because I was like, man, I think Dallas is going to be scoring a, a lot of points. And before he got hurt, he was wrecking shop for me yeah. uh, fantasy wise. And I was actually watching the game live telling that go down, get down, get down. And I'm like, oh, oh, Lord, no. Right. Because he had already run for far enough. Uh, and you didn't want, I didn't want him to get hurt, not because he was on my fantasy team, just because I didn't want to see him get hurt. You want to see uh, anybody get hurt, let alone uh, star quarterbacks. But I, I, I'm just saying I've been apprehensive hitting them off with that bread. But I, and I know the answer to that question, if I if I said it was a question, would be who else would you get? You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna, you you you're not gonna well, you're not gonna get a quarterback right now, or they could um, where they draft that necessarily get a quarterback, but they have a team that's ready to win an offense. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully Dan Quinn can get that defense back to where it was before last season, uh, how they was playing the Saints well um, the season before last season. Um, so perhaps, you know, they can get really back on track. And on top of that, the NFC East is just trash on top of trash, lit with 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 gasoline, kerosene, and napalm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of the worst. If you have a good quarterback, you're pretty much, you, you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the amount of talent that Dak has on offense. Again, I'm happy he got his money. Um, I know, but I don't know if I was breaking that bread if he would have gotten it from me. <laughs> that is a tough one. <clears throat> Because you're right. What, would you what, do? You, what do you do if you're Dallas and you don't go with them? The options being a Bears fan and looking out there. Oh, my gosh. It's hot trash. I mean, do you want Marcus Mariota? Does that do anything for you over Dak or some of these guys? So I get like you got to kind of go with Dak, but I'm with you like. I don't know if I'm seeing much more than Jared Goff with Dak. And I think he's better than Jared Goff. I think he's but, better than Jared Goff, for sure. But it, for sure. how much better? How much better? A lot, a lot better. Like, I don't think Jared, I think Dak. Is, is Dak like a top 10 quarterback? I think he's right there around seven through 10 when he, the beginning, let me put this year. But before he got hurt this year, he was, he was hovering around the fifth, somewhere around the fifth. I would say, you know what I'm saying? Because we got to look at where it was at that point. Tampa wasn't Tampa. So you mm-hmm. Brady, I mean, I'm just looking at this, this year's sample size. So it wasn't like we put Brady in the top. We Brady was in the top three. He, he lives in the top three, but it wasn't like he was there off of this season. Russ was cooking, right? Um, I don't know if the Texans, if Deshaun's numbers were what they were in week five, what they ended up being throughout the year. 
um, necessarily. They they may have been, but yeah, Dak was up there. Dak was an MVP. He was flirting around with the MVP conversation. The problem was that team wasn't winning, but he was keeping them in games though and bringing them back in a couple of games. They ended up they did end up winning. So last year he was he was him and Jared Goff. Uh, the, the two shall never be spoken in the same sentence. Uh, but I kind of still get Unless what you're saying opposites? though. They just, they just, man, that can, that can, that can go get it. And Jared Goff hasn't proven that he can necessarily go get it and lead a team where Dak has proven that he definitely, and we're talking about in Dallas. We know how crazy things get in Dallas. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Let's not forget about Michael Irvin's White House. All right. Like it can get crazy in Dallas. But one thing you said um, that stuck out to me is what would you do? And I thought of this, and this, this, this wouldn't, this wouldn't make as much sense. What we have seen, and I'm not saying that it totally went away, but we've seen a resurgence of players say that they want to play in Dallas. You had, and it's always funny now that I think if if Tua ends up getting traded, I, in my head, I'm like, that's what you get. Because when he was going to be drafted, he was like, you know, <laughs> I would like to play for the Cowboys. I'm like, it's a brother there, dude. Like, what is you doing? Like, you're not supposed to say that when somebody has the job already, right? Fighting to get a contract. So I was like, he gets if Deshaun gets if Deshaun gets the Dolphins, that's what Tua gets. But the point that I was making is, for instance, you have Tua that said he wanted to go to Dallas. You have uh, Russell Wilson that said that that was on the four teams that he submitted they wanted to go to Dallas. I'll be honest with you, with seeing what these quarterbacks can do, if one of them is in the a year, two years before their contract is up, I think someone can force their way to Dallas if Dallas is open at that point. You know, so like that's just if, especially if they keep those receivers there. Zeke, you can find a running back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that Zeke thing is is a wrap, at least for, to me right now. You can find you a running back, but if you keep for if you keep two of those, if you keep Ceedee Lamb and 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 you keep um uh, what's Amari. his name, yeah, Amari Cooper. You know what I'm saying? Not not that's not even talking about uh Gallup. You know what I'm saying? You are you you sweet. All right, you real let alone your tight end game is popping. I think they got a decent tight end now. Um, but still, like I think it could be attractive. Now, me saying that doesn't mean you should go into a season doing that. But I always think about hearing about how like the cap uh can 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 hurt you in the future. So that's just one of the thoughts. But Jerry Jones has played t- played Tony Romo, and I, and it'd be all in fairness, I, I do think Tony Romo was better than Dak, but I think if Dak reaches the top of his potential, he'll be better than Tony Romo because I think he's going to win uh, consequential games that Tony Romo couldn't necessarily win in his career. Yeah, and Tony had a problem with durability, so that was really the thing that kind of brought him down overall because when he was healthy, especially at the end, he was really good, but just weren't available so you can't be that good if you're not available so i'm with you on that i think dak will be a little bit better overall than tony and i mean we know where jerry's at jerry's dying for a super bowl and that's that that's i don't know if that wordplay was good for a man of his age it's the truth though (laughs) he is dying for it and you know i think if he could make a trade for russell wilson or Deshaun Watson, he'd consider doing that. But outside of someone like definitely more elite than Dak, I mean, you got to go with Dak. You've got a guy, like you said, that was helping you win games when your defense was absolute trash. You didn't really have much of that vaunted running game that's been talked about. You have the explosive receivers, but... You know, if you have to constantly, if you're down multiple touchdowns, multiple scores, and remember early on in this year, they were falling deep behind teams and they won, I think, a couple games with some 
big time comebacks because mm-hmm. Dak brought them back. I mean, when you're down like 21, 28 to zero or seven, you know, it becomes predictable that you're throwing it and it's not going to be as easy getting those weapons and getting them guys downfield and hitting them for big plays. So it just seemed like everything else fell apart around Dak. And we know how important the quarterback position is. We know how critical we just talked about it. That's why the Bears aren't Super Bowl contenders whatsoever, because they have no uh, solution at the most important position. At least if you're Dallas, you figure if we can put this run game together, if we can get this defense going and Dak can be what Dak was last year. Yeah, you probably throw your hat in the ring for Super Bowl contender out of the NFC. Definitely, definitely. Uh, to say if they get that defense humming, yes, you know what I'm saying. Like if they if they could get that defense humming, but I mean that's that's a lot to ask with the fact that uh, there's not going to be a lot of money out there to sign free agents, let alone your own players with the the cap basically shrinking shrinking from where you expected it was going to be this upcoming season. All right, and they're All right, just really quick. They're interesting because you hear every year, oh the talent, oh the talent, oh the talent in Dallas. Um, I forgot that defensive end. I'll look up his name, who just signed that big contract. Lawrence. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talked about as all worldly and then last year really didn't have much of a season whatsoever. So I wonder if part of their thinking is maybe we don't need to bring in too many new people. We just got to get these guys playing again. If supposedly you have all this talent that every year analysts are like, well, the Cowboys have the most talent out of everybody. So they're contenders. I mean, when you bring a coach that has a coach in 12 years in, and now you're bringing in Dan Quinn and hoping that he can get back to the Legion of Boom days. Um, you Like you're saying, hopefully you can take the talent that we have and you can re-energize it and figure the scheme that will, will, will make sure that we're getting the best out of these players that we're playing these large contracts to. Mm-hmm. Speaking of contracts, somebody's not getting one all of a sudden. Well, we knew he wasn't going to get one. Uh, he's going to get a franchise tender. Is uh, one and only Allen Robinson Receiver for the, the Bears, who's been pretty good through his three years here. Uh, the Bears placed the um, exclusive franchise tag on A-Rob. Um, he, we all know that he said that that would be the last option that he would prefer. Uh, but, and it was one of the things that we talked about on the podcast today, hey, it's in the CBA. You know what I'm saying? Tony was saying he was furious or infuriated, I should say, to, to, to quote him properly. Uh, and I want Allen Robinson to get paid, and he will get paid. Um, but it's in the CBA so, so that these situations right here, the Bears can hold on to their player while free agency is going on. Because imagine if he was a free agent and they would have to try to. Yeah, they would have to try to match someone compared. And I'm not saying this again. I'm not saying it's fair to Allen Robinson, um, uh, but it's just that unfortunately that's what was negotiated. Uh, so it's just it's one of those things that we may not like it, but it's, it's just it's a, it's a fact of life. Um, I think I do believe they'll get a contract uh, done. Um, it would be weird if he plays this whole this entire season on a franchise tag, because then I wouldn't think they would get it done. And I would think next year they wouldn't want to pay him. Uh, it was a 15 percent more, 30. I think it's maybe just maybe 30 percent more. Yeah, I think, I think after yeah, the second tag. Yeah, the yeah. retag. So and it's what 120 percent of what the top five players at wide receiver made over the last five years. Uh, so he would basically, if he played on the tag this year, they wouldn't use it like next year and he would walk, um, hopefully. Um, and it was one of those things that I was saying, you know, one, when they're trying to figure out the quarterback position, you you kind of can't give him all the money. What if they were, listen, what if they could get Russell Wilson 
and you got the situation with Russell Wilson and his contract, and you're trying to get that under the cap, and you're just trying to figure out, just hold on a route, we're going to necessarily get to you. Uh, so I wasn't mad, but uh, I understand him wanting guaranteed money. Uh, one of the things that uh, one of the one of the guys and said one of the guys Eric brought up on under this under this I mean under center pod was that uh, Allen Robinson uh, wants to be an agent after this, and I didn't know that. So in knowing that, because I'm like, he's not going to sit out, you know, saying this year or miss a lot of time. But in knowing that, I was like, oh, that kind of that kind of puts a little a little shudder down my spine because he may be trying to show something as far as player power with what we've seen the empowerment from the quarterbacks in the NFL uh, this season. And we always see it in the NBA. Um, but, yeah, what, what were your thoughts as, as far as Allen Robson getting tacked, Ryan? Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, I think you put it really well. I mean, both sides are doing what they have to do. Allen Robinson doesn't want to play on the franchise tag. As an NFL player, you could be done at any snap with right. any injury or anything that happens. You want that long-term contract that gives you multiple years of guaranteed money. Now, I don't think we should necessarily feel super bad for Allen Robinson because he's going to make an average of the top five receivers' uh, contracts for this season combined. So he's going to be well-paid. It's just... He doesn't get the security. That's the problem that we all have. And yeah, obviously, and we all are fans of Allen Robinson. We want him to get that security, and hopefully it's with the Bears. But when you look at the, what the Bears are doing, I mean, you said it, Ken. You don't know. If you don't trade Khalil Mack or one of these big contracts, and you're trying to acquire a big contract, you can't just throw big money at Allen Robinson. That's right. not going to work. And I don't care how paid Allen Robinson is. If you don't figure out who's throwing him the ball, that's completely irrelevant. So, you know, if you're the Bears, it makes a lot of sense to tag him. You can give yourself another year and potentially find his replacement a cheaper option and give yourself that year to find it. Because I'm with you, Ken. I highly doubt they'll franchise tag him consecutively two years in a row. Or you give that year to figure out maybe a contract that works a little bit better for you. Maybe you can find a cap hit number by stretching out these years or giving him these bonuses and figure out a number that works for both sides and give yourself some more time because clearly they couldn't come together in the first place. Or the third thing, I mean, he's an asset that you could potentially trade. And if you're a new team, it's a little more attractive to bring in a guy and you know, negotiate a deal on your own terms rather than getting a contract that's already handed to you that's negotiated by a former team. Mm, and if point. ultimately Allen Robinson, you know, he's unhappy and disgruntled and doesn't want to play on it, that's probably the worst case scenario for the Bears because then you're like forced to trade him at that point. And we know this team needs as much of Allen Robinson as they can possibly get because they just don't have much behind him. And he changes the offense if he's completely gone. The whole thing needs to be reworked. Yeah, so I mean, go ahead. just to wrap it up, it's Allen Robinson. It hopefully, like you said, you can find some kind of understanding with him or some common ground that you make sure that he will play this year and not cause too much of a holdout or distraction in terms of that. Because you need to count on him if you're the Bears. You need him. If you are the Bears, because you have nothing else really in terms of playmaker on offense that you can really count as like a number one option. We need you. I'll, I'll say this. You have a, a decent little tandem if you have him and Darnell Mooney as your X and your Y. 
You know what I'm saying? And with Niles a cold commit, maybe. I was going to mention that. Too? I was just going to say with a maybe, if he can progress with the cold commit, you got you. You y'all right? You're not bad right there. You're not bad. Dave Montgomery out of the backfield. Tariqo in his back. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 if you get now if you get somebody that that this this under center that can sit there and really exploit those riches. Now you're cooking with grease. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But speaking of a quarterback, you know what the quarterback needs, and we saw it in the Super Bowl, and that's tackles, right? And mm-hmm. Bobby Massey, the Bears' right tackle, his option wasn't picked up. He said he knew it was going to take place last week, but it, it came to grips. I was reading it in the Tribune today. Uh, it came to grips Monday when he was working out at Hollis Hall that he wasn't going to be back. Uh, he's going to leave the door open to come back to the Bears, but he was like um, – if they can't afford me now and I'm the only tackle that's been re- this out here, so I'm going to get paid, I'm probably not going to end up being back here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bobby Massey, who uh, he's, been, he's been decent. He's, he's been the last couple of years. You haven't really heard his name. And I mean, in a good way, as far as uh, offsides and, you know, false starts, I should say false starts. Uh, Charles Leno wasn't as bad this year as he was last year when it comes to false starts. Um, but still, Bobby Massey's going to be gone. So yeah, is it going to be uh, Alex Barr? Is it gonna, are you going to bring a Fetty back? Um, what are you going to do with the right tackle? What do you think they should do with the right tackle, Ryan? Well, there's got to be an infusion of youth talent. I mean, they can't just keep spending big money on tackles that are very average players. <laughs> like but the thing is, they it. haven't been spending big money, Ryan. That they, they've been doing it. They've been doing it like going to Aldi. Like yeah, they've been, that, that is a miss kind of labeling that they've been paying. I guess it's more so they've been paying a lot for what they've been getting. Yeah, and they haven't, and they haven't put any draft equity in it. But yeah, they, Bobby Massey for a left tackle is on like a, a, right a, a used car lot. Yeah, no, listen, no, I'm sorry, I meant, oh. I meant, I meant Charles Leno Jr. Charles Leno Jr. for a left tackle is like going on Western to mm-hmm. get you a, a hot uh, lemon. You know what I'm saying? It works though. It works. It's gonna get you to A and B. Don't worry. You are gonna make it to work. You might have to put some more water in that that radiator. All right. You know how old it is with the radiator. Right. But you're going to get there. But no, they haven't. uh, These guys haven't been really getting paid because they've been using all the money on the defense. (laughs) And, you know, with Bobby Massey, he pretty much has been what his M.O. was. A really good run blocker struggles in pass pro, just like Charles Leno, especially against speed. And I think that's the thing that really that really has to be fixed. I mean, this NFL we know is getting faster and stronger every single year. You can't have tackles on both sides that struggle with speed against pass rushers. Uh, I don't know how that well that's going to work, especially when you got guys like Nick Foles in the uh, the pocket that can't move around. I mean, you got to be right, able to right. get some tackles that can hold like can hold them onto themselves out on an island that they can stand up and, and take on good pass rushers. Cause if you're going to always have to chip and help, I mean, then you can't afford to lose anybody on your inside and you can't afford to have any mistakes when it comes to getting the ball out in time or reading out who's the hot guy, who's the guy I should give the ball to in a pass pro because you just won't have time. Last one for when it comes to the Bears, but I'm sticking with the line. Uh, three-time Pro Bowler uh, Kyle Long uh, came out on Chris's Long's, uh, the partner to his podcast, put out that Kyle's going to be back, and Chris confirmed it. Uh, Kyle Long was back in the NFL. 
He doesn't probably want to be back with the Bears on our text thread uh, today when Josh posted, uh, yeah, bring him back. I'm like, dude, we got guards. Like, I mean, I'm sure he wants to play, but he's not starting. I mean, now, if we're talking about you going to give me Cal Long from him at seven, eight years ago, um, he yes, he can start over James Daniel and, and Cody White here, even though you got those guys under under contract. Um, and they may have to renegotiate Cody Whitehair's contract with this this cap issue. Uh, restructure, I should say. Um, but I, and we know and it's one thing I said on the under center pod. Don't even come at me about him playing right tackle. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen that experiment. Um, but yeah, we definitely want him to land someplace and and, and play a lot more years. It'll be great if um, if he turned into and then he actually better because he was a Pro Bowl player here into a Mark Colombo situation. Anybody that doesn't remember Mark Colombo, a first round offensive lineman the Bears drafted probably like 20, 15, 20 years ago, uh, his first three years here in Chicago. Good. Yeah. Out of BC, he was injured his first, at least three seasons here. I feel like, uh, and finally the bears held on to him. They finally let him go and he got, he got healthy in Dallas. And then I think he had like six decent, good years playing down there in Dallas, uh, during the Tony Romo era. uh, And I think became their offensive line coach after he retired. He remember he got fired. He was the offensive line coach this season for the Giants, and he got into it with the head coach. And they, I don't know if he started letting that 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 those hands go. Uh, but the head coach was like, "You need to carry your ass on, right? You need to carry your ass on." Jason Garrett <laughs> must really like himself some Mark Colombo, huh? Those oh yeah, he was a, along. He, like, damn man, you're making it hot here though. You're making it hot in the big city. Uh, but yeah, so Calum, I definitely wish you the best. But what are your thoughts as far as him coming here? Uh, the reality of it. Uh, yeah, nailed it. Yeah. I know. Nope. It's just let's stop. Nope. Let's stop nope, even nope, playing. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, and again, it's because he should want to play. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I just like you said, it, unless you're moving Cody Whitehair or James Daniels to center, and not even considering Sam Mustafer, which I wouldn't even understand because I think you're better as an offensive line with Daniels Mustafer Whitehair rather than Daniels Whitehair Long, and you nailed it with the contract. You've got Cody Whitehair. You're paying a bunch of money to James Daniels right now is your best offensive lineman. Who's getting close to needing a contract extension. And right. he would be a terrible guy to just let go, especially when you're paying a lot of money to other offensive linemen that aren't really doing as well of a job as him. They're not paying him a lot of money, right? I, I know. I'm, not, I'm just saying you said they're paying a lot to other. Those no, guys aren't- compared to Daniels, he's on oh, his yeah. rookie contract. Listen, but what's the name's money so low with Jet Daniels being drafted like eight or ten or whatever? I can't remember where he was drafted. He's probably getting Charles Leno Jr. money right now. No way. <laughs> Charles Leno pulls up in a Toyota. Daniel pulls up in a Humvee. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Freaking James Daniels contract. I want to see this. <laughs> I think I've like seen so much bad football from Charles Leno that. And I'm just like shocked that he's even getting paid. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, All right. Okay. What, what we got? What do we have here, Ryan? James Daniels. Average salary, 1.737. All and right. We throw okay. in a Charles Leno Jr. And his average salary is 9.25. 
Okay, you got me. You know I was joking. Email. <laughs> you, know, you know I was being facetious. You didn't have to take me. Oh, <laughs> the word of the day. You took it. You know, you didn't have to put me out there like that. I use it often. That's one of the I use facetious about every show. Usually, I put it in a facetious. I do a facetious. A facetious. All right. That's all the I got. The of you. <laughs> I don't even know you if that's me. a word. You beat me. You, you beat me down. Yeah. You know what time it is. We need to go to the segment of all segments. It is time to go up for grabs. Well, let me up uh, for grabs. Let me put that uh, that energy back into you because mm-hmm. I think we got a really juicy first topic here. Mm-hmm. Illinois is becoming college basketball central, baby. You've got the yeah. fighting Illini. Loyola's even in there, and they might put on a little bit of a show, but obviously the focus in Illinois is the fighting Illini, who, after this past week, they look like potentially the best team in the country, certainly within the Big Ten, and the Big Ten has been by far the best conference in college basketball. And we're getting pretty close to March Madness, so I just kind of wanted to know, What's your excitement level? Where are we at with March Madness this year? Is there a little added extra because the Fighting Illini are in there? Or is it just kind of standard quo excitement for March Madness? I'm ecstatic, and I'm usually not the Fighting Illini guy. Um, I my and I was I wasn't even diehard sports fan then, but the Flying Illini, the the Kendall Gill, um, Nick Anderson, um, uh, Marcus Liberty. Those were the guys that, as a kid, and again, I wasn't even watching it, but that was like my team. I didn't uh, gravitate, and and I should have as much to uh, the the D the D Brown. That was um, my team. The Darren Williams and um, what was the small forward's name? Luther Head. Luther Head. Luther Head and Luther Head team. Uh, but this team, because one, uh, Ao uh, went to Kenton's Grammar School. Um, oh. Cool. Yeah, so like that, and, and, and then just to, yeah, like I I like this squad, uh, so I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm not even usually the Big Ten guy, um, but I, I'm feeling the Big Ten this year. I hope at least three Big Ten teams can make it <clears throat> to the Final Four. Um, I'm hope Michigan Ooh. makes it too. I want Drew, I want Jawan Howard, another Chicago one, um, who won the, won the Big Ten uh, this year. Um, I think he's only like terrific job. I don't know if he's the fourth that's won the Big Ten in his first year on the job or the first to win in the power. I mean, the fourth in power conferences. I forgot when I saw that uh, that illustration, uh, which one it was. Was it the Big Ten or was it NCAA? Um, But yeah, um, he was Juwan Howard went to school right by me at CVS. He went to school with my cousin. I'm going to tell you a story. My cousin used to tell me stories about not getting along with Juwan Howard. She didn't get along with Juwan Howard in school, right? And she, because mm-hmm. she can hold a grudge. My cousin can hold a grudge, right? <clears throat> so she's like, yeah, something, something. Let me share some things, right? So one day last year, I'm looking on Facebook, not fair, Facebook, and lo and behold, here my cousin is all hugged up with her friend, Jawan Howard, right? <gasps> now, I didn't think about, hey, give me an interview, right? I was just like, hey, I thought you wasn't rocking with homie like that, right? Mind you, I love me some Jawan Howard, right? And she was like, oh, we buried that hatchet years ago. It's like, that's not how you told it broke it down to me, right? <laughs> but yeah, I want to see. Though, I we want... need to talk to her about this interview. <laughs> 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 
but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm rooting for Michigan. I'm rooting for Illinois. Uh, those are the teams that I, I really, I'm re- and Illinois more than Michigan. But if Illinois goes down, I want Michigan to win it. I want Michigan to win it because that was that was the team that I wanted to win when I was a shorty, and they lost to to, to North Carolina. You know what I'm saying in in the finals. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I had Michigan winning that that one. You know what I'm saying with the the timeout and the tree. It was a timeout of travel, but timeout. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. And you were Stars. like two. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have Chris, any timeouts, Chris. Why? <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's definitely what I'm excited about. Uh, the, those two teams are the teams that I'm most excited about, and the Big Ten in general, and uh, Northwestern man. Chris, you got to do something up there, buddy. We need we need you up in this dance too. But what about you, Ryan? How, how, what are you most excited about, and wh- what's your level of excitement? Yeah, I've been going a little bit back and forth because I'm definitely a big fan of the Blue Bloods being there, and this is a very weird year for the Blue Bloods. There won't be maybe any at all. It's just going to be a bunch of free for all, and in a way, it's kind of exciting because it's kind of unique in that aspect. So, good point. It's a little bit of both for me on that front. I'm a little sad about the Blue Bloods, but it's kind of interesting seeing something different. It's kind of nice not seeing Mike Shashevsky and some of these old dudes that are constantly there, and usually they're complaining and cheating, anyways. So <laughs> that part, I'm allegedly, not, yes, no proof. Except for some. Yeah, uh, that like came Sean out. Miller. I was with the Miller stuff. <laughs> but I I think the Illini thing, and I'm with you. I'm not I'm not the Illini guy. I, I don't care too much about that school, but I sometimes gravitate towards them with basketball, like that oh it was oh three, right? With the yeah. D Brown. I love that team. And I really like this team. I like how they're put together. AO, I think he is probably the best player I've seen in an Illinois school. I don't know. I mean, maybe some others like Darren Williams would be ahead oh, you of mean, him. You mean, you mean they played in At Illinois? An Illinois school in college. But you, you sound that you've seen because I mean, that I've seen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Seen. Okay. I got you. I got you. I'll rock with you. Like I'll rock Darren with you. Darren Williams right would probably be number one. And then it's maybe AO. Okay. Maybe. I'm trying to think, unless Luther Head or D Brown, you'd put ahead of them. But I, I would think go. I would, I would go. Personally. I would go. And like I said, I wasn't really watch watch, but I still, I probably would have to go Kendall uh, Gill. With, yeah. With, see, I never saw Kendall Gill in college. Yeah, and I mean, I I only saw like bits and pieces of it, but I may say that, and I would, I may go Ao over Deron. That's what I'm saying. He is good. Right. Like this you know, dude I is mean, good. I'll say, I'll say this: he may not. He, he, listen, he could have a better. He could have a better NBA career, the, career than Deron uh, Williams because Deron fell off when he got to the Nets. You know what I'm saying? When he forced his way out of Utah, got Jerry Sloan fired, right? But that those that first four that or five years, when it was him and Chris Paul, who was the best point guard in the league. You know what I'm saying? And this is when the because of the the hand checking rules was gone that more little guys were able to have a, a much bigger, larger impact in the NBA like we see today or whatever. And we see that today, not just inside the lane, but with range. Um, but I think uh, that AO, man, at college, I think he may be able to take over a game 
uh, more than what Deron was at that point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that I, I may have to put, choose him over 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 uh, Deron Williams. But uh, yeah, man, this is this is nice. And I mean, the be the worst part is we deserve this regularly in a state like Illinois that at least basketball, like we can't even football, right. we've just given up on. But right. at least basketball, we are sh- several colleges should be in the tournament with threats to at least yearly go to the lead eight. I mean, right. That's not asking a lot. Like, why can't they be Providence? Why can't we have a school yeah. like Providence in Illinois? Yeah, well, like, listen, they're always in the tournament every year, and sometimes they threaten. Why can't we have? Why can't we be Villanova with DePaul? Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it's it just like we have these institutions, uh, but these institutions need to step up, and also, you know, the, the cash envelopes need to be increased. All right. You're you're you got you teams are adults. These kids need money. And it's time for you to make sure that they're getting paid that bread. Stop. Stop acting like these small schools. We know. Listen, we see these stadiums that y'all are building. All right. That money, that cash is flowing. Let some of it flow down. Let it, as Ronald Reagan said, trickle down. It has to trickle down. All right. That's what you have to do. Get some of this cash. There's a shoe boxes out there. All right. Stuff it in the shoe box. Hand it to the player. That's that's what you need to do we boosters get the boosting all right we need t-shirts to say that boosters get the boosting <laughs> i need better sports in my state all right come on they're gonna have a, a a league for high school players to go get paid and you telling me we can't make sure that ayo it, it can get can get a, a nice little whip he can't get him a um a champagne kia? i'm saying he can't get a kia y'all can't get that boy a kill some rims some things huh all right, come on now. Champagne. You know, you know, you know the last the two last years, years, he sold enough jerseys to get a Kia for them. All right. And throw We're gonna get him a Cockburn Kia. on there, too. I was going to say, little Shaq, he, he can't get him like a, listen, I, I'm going to go cheap for y'all. He can't get him like an early 90s K-Sport blazer. Come on now. That big man need a big truck. Y'all know all right? He can't get a case for like come on y'all. Case for we got to get this going. All right, we got to get this moving. Mister Coffee, we got you a case for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fits you terrifically. Look at it. look. Get on sit. Come on, sit back up in there. Like come on, man. Let's get this moving. All right. Like so. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. Um, uh, I'm happy too. I'm gonna tell you what even makes me happier. These kids decided in in, in coffee and they able to come back. And they increase their draft status and they're gonna get paid more. They're gonna get a higher draft, they're gonna be drafted higher and get more money on their initial NBA contracts. And I'm damn happy for those two young men to be able to do that. And also the rookie, the little the, the freshman little point guard, they got the went off this past weekend. I can't remember his name. They they got it seemed the pipeline seems like it's kind of active. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's gonna be as good after the it's not gonna be as good as after these when these two players leave after this season. But still, so yeah, I'm I'm that's a pretty good one, Ryan. I'm I'm happy and I'm looking forward to March Madness. I'm gonna be as lucky as you to, to be at a spork book full of Rona enjoying it. Mm. Is that, got wait, the time wait, off. Yeah. Is wait, wait, is that classic Rona or is that a Rona fusion that you have on that platter, man? Mm. <laughs> oh, you can vary it. I prefer UK. the fusion. I was supposed to say UK variant or South African. Uh, All right. I've had enough of the American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else you got, Ron? Well, speaking of madness, let's talk about the Mad Hatter. 
because he has been let go by Kansas. Les Miles, after the scathing LSU report in Kansas, have parted ways. And it just seems like uh, another sad story of college athletics where guy has some success and gets so much power and so much kind of rope for leeway at you know, becomes the king of the school and the school protects him because he's winning and bringing in the dollars. And now with Nick Saban's so teams. Oh, right. boy, you did so good with Nick Saban's players when you won that national title. <laughs> you stay here so, forever, right? What did you when think? Is of- the Ed, when does the Ed Ogeron stuff start to leak out? <laughs> yeah, my name is Ed. I like you. I'm, I'm joking. Come on. All he's right. a good Cajun man. Let's not do that. <laughs> Um, listen, I used to like Les Miles, but Les Miles, you know, Les Miles has like a weird that grass. Yeah, a weird, reserved, intense look that the first thing I thought about was how he was staring at those young women with that look. I was like, oh, like that yeah, look? boy, you nailed that one right there. You nailed that. Listen, imagine being a young lady and you see that from across the yard and you know, oh, here he goes again. Right, like oh How no! About not even see it when you feel the hand you feel, like, oh, so my back. on your back, and then you turn oh. around. You're like this face, less <laughs> looking. Oh, <laughs> less is more. Get out of here, those, less. Those poor young ladies. Um, uh, that that school, that school. Listen, LSU did a real disservice to those young ladies. Uh, just paraphrasing some of the things that I've heard. I believe that the school LSU school higher ups after they invest, they did an initial investigation, basically came to a decision of whether or not it was going to be better to separate from him and basically have to explain why or wait and let this come out and deal with the blowback that they and that they're dealing with. And it's a crazy thing is this. They're not really dealing with blowback to a certain degree. So it, they got what they wanted. They got hoping that he would get them another national title. But Nick Saban stopped him, right? Um, but they got that, and then they got he's gone. So, like, who's really getting the blame? Kansas isn't getting the blame, even though they got rid of him. But LSU, I don't, and then let's and let's not forget LSU, and then they all cheat. But they was doing some cheating last year to get that national title. Which, listen, as long as the drought had been for them, I understand. But when you, when you're doing this to these young ladies' lives, man, it's that's just like a lot of people should get fired for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, in all Doesn't fairness. It? Go ahead. Does, doesn't it show the cesspool that is kind of college athletics? Because like Great this point. is LSU, SEC, but it's it doesn't really matter in terms of sports media. Like nobody's the only time we talk college athletics in national like sports media is because it's the national championship or something crazy happened. We don't like we talk about New England with Tom Brady or even now we're talking Dak with the Cowboys. We don't just talk about LSU and Ed Ogeron and what they're doing or any of the college programs. You're and right. then on top of it, they're so powerful regionally where they're at that they Great usually point. have this kind of like, what is that? The Kings. Uh, yeah. Uh, insulation from the media that they have down there. Great point. Because you got to be careful. That's the do- that's the hand that feeds right there. Right. And the national people, they would be kind of free from any of that. But else you just, I mean, did they win a national championship? Did they do this? Because it just doesn't make national news unless you have something like this report. I know that Nick Saban would never do something like this. I don't know. I do. No. He wouldn't, sir. Because he hasn't gotten caught for it. He may cheat a little, but he would never do something this disgusting, to say the least. 
I'm paying way to that. Easy, don't let that. this clip come back up. <laughs> I don't care. The Listen, serial rapist that is Nick Saban. Whoa, you're going too far right there. So, slow down. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? What else? What else you got, Ryan? My last up for grabs is focusing on the eternal optimism that is spring training. And, you know, spring training is spring training is preseason, but there's a lot of interesting little tidbits that come out of it. So I'm just wondering, what's the one burning thought or question you have concerning spring training? You don't want to know my question because it happened. It happened uh, yesterday. Right. I don't want to see the Dodgers in the World Series. I usually like smoke. You know, when the Sox won in 05, I wanted some Yankee smoke. I like the Red Sox smoke that we got there and the Anaheim smoke and then the Astros smoke. I wanted all the smoke so nobody had any question. I don't want any, dang it, Dodger smoke. The Dodgers, and it's, it is spring training, but golly gee, what a whooping they placed on the White Sox yesterday. <laughs> I think it was like eight zip. Dude, it was bad. Remember when you would get on me about hating the Dodgers because of the Cubs? I told you. I'm not hating the, you know what? I'm not hating the Dodgers. I respect them. I still have an affinity for them. I just want my team to win, right? Like, I don't have to hate them to want my team to win. I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, though, Ryan. If we get to the World Series and they beat the Sox, don't That's worry. I will I join you. I will join you. Scoot <laughs> over, scoot over. Let me get on this bus right here, right? Okay, okay. I hate their asses too. All right. Oh, like, the vindication I, I would feel. Dude, I don't know. Like, usually, like I say, I mean, listen, and again, I'm living in a White Sox mindset of, ab- of abuse, right? I'm, I'm not used to succeeding as a the fan of this team. I'm not used to them succeeding, I should say. Uh, so I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. You know, and but man, that Dodgers, they, they was they was they was doing a deal. And it's, it's again, it's spring training. Um, but still, man, I, 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 I was I wasn't feeling that game. So my fear is um, I guess my one fear would be that it's baseball. And sometimes loaded teams don't start off well. You know, it's, it's baseball. You know what I'm saying? And, and you you may you may be able to get back into it as far as uh, uh, getting to the playoffs. And we know there's not going to be an expanded playoffs like there was last year. Um, so there's no, there's not as many chances um, if you if you get off to a slow start. Um, so that's that's always going to be a fear. But now uh, tr- trying to not be a Sox fan and expecting great things um, that a that listen that in they'll smoke. I don't even know. Listen, then the Padres and of course, he whose name should not be spoken on this show. Um, you know, I rather, I rather, listen, I rather get that Padre smoke than that Dodger smoke. I'll tell you that much, but still the Padres yeah, look ironclad. Right, they look ironclad to too. They look ironclad, but, but you know what I'm saying? But see the, the Dodgers have been so battle tested through the years of yes. not breaking through. Um, so that's, that's the thing where, you know, they know what's going on. You know, uh, what makes been me sick about that damn team? They have like one of the best farm systems in baseball and have an it's unlimited ridiculous. checkbook. Why are people still coming up, dog? I They've know. been bringing people up for eight years right. now. It's, it's like they have this special rule. Like it's almost like football. They're allowed to like practice squad steal and they're just taking all the top prospects around right. baseball and just putting them in their system. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you. So that that was that was my. Oh, and let's, was, let's just go sign Trevor Bauer. Oh, let's just go. Right. Yeah. Mookie Betts. Oh, let's just right. sign whoever we need whenever we need. Oh, we got a kid. Call him up. 
oh, we need a, a guy that can throw a hundred that's in the minors. Let's get Dustin May up here. Like, yeah, get dude. the hell it's, out of here. They do such a terrific job, and they spend all of the money. Uh, so yeah, that's my concern. What about you? I think my my big burning question is. I guess, how is this season going to start for both the Chicago teams? Like you said, do the Sox need a little bit of time to kind of get their feet under them? Or do they come out right away just like hungry? Are they just like the Cubs in 16 where they were just great out of the gates and then they struggled for a little bit in early May and then they never looked back and won it that year? And for like the Cubs, it's kind of the opposite. I don't see them as particularly getting off to a good start this year. I just don't see it or feel it. Because, I don't know, maybe I, uh, I'm just overlooking or looking into it too much, but I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the talent that I want to see on the north side. And I think that it, they're going to struggle a little bit in the beginning. I mean, they got the talent. The question is if they get off to a bad start. Because then you would think some guys may end up getting unloaded prior to the trade deadline. But I mean, you still got core players, dude. Like, I'm, 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 and also the the NL Central isn't that strong of the division. Uh, it's this not, year. but it's top heavy compared to last year. Because the Cardinals, yeah. boy, oh boy. Yeah, they they got the whip. You know, when they got they got some they got some guys. You know, what I'm saying when you look at uh, Nolan Arenado, and then you got Goldsmith. You got you got some, and they got their legitimate ace in Jack Flaherty. Yeah, you got some studs there, but yeah, that's still. I mean, I would say this: I would feel you if the division was stronger. I would then be worried if I mean, because even look what they did last year. You know, and I mean, what are they really missing? They're missing. Swarber and you replaced him with Jock Peterson. Jack Peterson. You know, you miss you, the thing is going to hurt you is that you're missing you Darvish. That especially last well, that's year. What, that's Darvish. what I'm kind of thinking. If the pitching staff is as kind of shaky as we think it might be because they don't really have you know the velo in there and maybe that won't matter, but mm-hmm. it seems like with as many soft tossers as they have, you know, if they're not on, they're going to be bashed for a bunch of runs in theory. We'll see what the, if that happens. But my issue is if you don't have that pitching staff, I mean, it's been since 2016 that Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras, that they start off hot and maintain it. It just, their, their norm is to start, give you really good flashes of that MVP kind of stuff and that high caliber core player talent. And then let me just show you this regression here real quick for a while. So you're saying they're Kaneko Wink. Ooh, no, I, th- I think that's below Kaneko Wink. I th- I'll tell you why it's above Kaneko Wink because he's never was an MVP or was in the MVP range. He was the fans MVP. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but he was the king of the halves. I would I would say only and mind you, he, he would do so well in the half that he would have good numbers at the end of the year, but there were only really two years where he was kind of hot in both halves. You know what I'm saying? You would expect like, oh, Polly's going to, he's going to have a half. So I feel like they're, you're saying they're connecting a little bit. I mean, I'll take a, if I knew bona fide one half is going to be great for each one of those guys that I mentioned, I think you kind of take that a little bit, but just don't, you just don't want them all to be in the same half. My problem is I don't know. Chris Bryant, when has he been healthy a full year? 
You know, Javier Baez can't use the video techniques that he's been using because Major League Baseball got rid of it from all the cheating. And he really relied on that in his approaches and his at-bats. And we know that he's limited in his ability to at the plate in terms of his swinging approach and style. He's not going to change his game a ton to be more patient or let off that slider on the outside. And some of these other guys like Wilson Contreras, he's the same thing. Can he stay healthy? And he's been the hot or cold kind of one half hot, other half cold. But over the last couple of years, it's kind of been cold both halves with just stretches of good. So, I mean, at this point with the Cubs offense, I would take if I got a bona fide half from all of those guys. And that means you're you're really reaching at the bottom of the barrel. It'll be all right. You can come over to the south side. We'll have you can we'll entertain you this season. It's oh, trust me, I'm already counting on it because I'm not feeling the Cubs right now. But are you going to be a Diamondbacks fan? Oh, no. I don't think I'm going to be any Arizona fan. I don't think I like any of their teams. Hey, if the Cardinals are good next year, man, you may as well ride that bus. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, saying, little, I'm, a, little, I'm a little racist towards white helmets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, <laughs> we always appreciate you spending. Damn those Dolphins, you. those Bills, screw them. <laughs> we always Along with the Cardinals, spending some time with us, taking some time out. We will be back with uh, more with regularity. Uh, seems like I have no issue from whatever was going on. Uh, make sure you check out the Flipping Friends. We'll definitely give you an episode dropping this upcoming Monday. Uh, we'll figure out when we're going to do it this weekend. Um, try to even improve on. We're trying to improve on everything. Um, definitely don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again. But again, man, definitely uh, just keep on keeping on when it comes to Ryan and myself as we try to bring you this content and uh, take different levels to when we're doing it. Ryan, you stay safe out there and I will see you in a couple of days, brother. Yes, take care. Enjoy that Under the Center podcast that everyone can find on iTunes or wherever they find their popular podcasts. My man.